0: Do you, would you rather go deep here and have, you know, be thinner in the second, you know, the Pegasus turf or do you want uh, vice versa?
1: Yeah, going deep, one of my favorite things to do uh, in life and in horse racing, <laughs> I would definitely go oh. short in this one, deep in the turf. So th- is that a good segue now? Can we go to the turf? Going
0: deep is what you like to do, but unfortunately you always go
2: short. Yes, go. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some Money and to cut down the risk They put the plan into motion And it first it seems silly Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner As a matter of fact I want to hit the exact uh, There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream, Parks and Matoga And all tracks in between There's only one site to go to When it comes to your racing needs and all of your Bets plus it's got a catching name that no one ever forgets. Racing for all of your needs, Racing dudes.com for all of your leads, Racing for all of your bets, Racing dudes.com is good as it gets. Racing dudes.com for all of your needs, Racing dudes.com for all of your leads, Racing dudes.com for all of your bets, Racing dudes.com is good as it gets. What is up, everybody, and welcome to a very, very
1: very special edition of Blinkers Off. It's the fifth annual Racing Dudes Blinkers Off Pegasus World Cup preview show. I'm so excited to be here. I am your host today, Aaron Hultman. He's Jared. Welch Jared, how are we doing?
0: <laughs> Man, I'm good. This is great. I love it. I love I'd love just kind of being here. This is what it's like, just to not do anything. You just walk in and just, just kind of let you take over. That's right. That's right. I'm, your, I'm all yours now, man. I'm in control. So, now to let the people know that what, what remind them, why are you hosting?
1: Well, I just because I wanted to. That's why I'm hosting. Oh. It's just how to be fun <laughs> to do it today. No, uh, in all seriousness, I lost the bet. The Chiefs did nope. beat the Browns. It, it was a lot closer than we both expected. Of course, we didn't expect uh, Patty Mahomes to go down with an injury. So, that wasn't great. But uh, I, I did lose the bet. So, here I am. But you know what? Even though I'm a loser tonight, I feel like I'm going to be a winner. I've got a lot of special stuff planned. Uh, I'm really, really excited to host the show. I've been, you know, practicing for for days and days. I've been taking notes from Ricky Pasternak. He's been hosting the show, kind of getting some pointers from him. I'm pumped for the Pegasus World Cup, Jared. I'm pumped.
0: I'll tell you what, the last time I got on the show and didn't know what was coming, I ended up leaving the show with a year of tender gold uh you porn and uh some uh some t- uh truly so it's gonna be hard to top that i'm just saying like so if this better be good right do you like my glasses i do is that supposed to be me
1: yeah yeah
0: okay. but you know I'm, gotcha. I'm
1: looking at myself in the camera i'm like yeah not bad not bad dude <laughs> <down>. <laughs>
0: well,
1: <laughs> listen man i don't want to i don't want to dick around you know we're gonna have a lot of dick jokes on the show today i don't want to dick around much longer though i want to get right into the pegasus i i am really excited about it to get serious So let's get right into best thing you saw today. Let's get it out of the way so we can get to the racing. Best
0: thing you saw today for you. It's easy. It's you in those glasses, right? I mean, that's like, I don't know how you top that. Look at you. Uh, No, I mean, it's the fact that I just, why I I, I kind of, I mean, obviously it's a, for gosh, 10 years, we've been doing the podcast basically on every Thursday and it's just a tradition. Like as I, you know, the night of the day goes on, it's like getting the pod ready. And then all of a sudden you're texting me. Hey, how's this look? And you texted the group to you, you, me, and Magic. Hey, here's the pod, uh, you know, the, the the description. I'm like, man, what is happening? Like, this is all new to me. I love it. I just walked in. Uh, it's almost like the, the earth is kind of uh, turned upside down a little bit. I don't know what's going to happen. It might help, might not. Uh, but I love it. The best thing I saw is the fact that I didn't have to do shit for this podcast. I just kind of walked into my office, turned my computer on, and <laughs> I was ready to go
1: look man it took 37 years but i feel like i've really come into my own i i you can i can handle responsibility finally right so maybe (laughs) we'll see we'll see maybe not maybe not this all i know
0: is it goes so well with magic hosts i right we'll see how it goes with you hosting but i think i like the idea of me just handing the reins over to uh you know what i have an idea i might just bring ricky on i'll let him host like a, he's a be permanent host on the bleaker's off.
1: So the best thing I saw today is comments like this. Not a good grade one race question mark. Here's the deal. A lot of people in the industry shit all over this race. They have since day one. This is what I'm gonna tell you guys about this. January was a terrible month for racing until the Pegasus. Whether it's a good grade one or a bad grade one, your asses are gonna be betting it. I'm gonna be betting it. It's a great event for horse racing to have. It always has a big handle. They always put together a very good betting card. Is this the best grade one race I've ever seen? Hell no. Absolutely not. But is it still very exciting? Is it still get people pumped for racing in January? Uh, We're used to, you know, we could do like four shows in January and nobody would watch them. Now everybody's excited. You know, everybody's really pumped. So I, I always chuckle at the, why do we have the Pegasus? Not that this comment says, why do we have the Pegasus? But uh, just the why do we have the Pegasus? Why did we do this? Especially from indur- industry professionals who are profiting off the fact that there is a Pegasus. So I'm pumped for the race. I always am. It's become one of my favorites. Every year, it's like clockwork. We get the comments, well, this race sucks. It, I don't think it sucks. I'm excited. I
0: would, I would definitely, and not would even venture to say, like, the people that do bitch about it, I mean, the majority of them aren't going to the race. They're not there like if you if you attend one pegasus event you'll see i mean it's january you're in south florida there's not shit going on i mean like this weekend obviously the smarty jones not usually much going on on the derby side of things and so it's just kind of all the focus is on uh on on Gulfstream, you know and and this year obviously we, we you know some horses scratching or or not running in the race or getting retired early but you know, you have uh usually you have some really solid horses that run in the you know, at least one that superstar. So it brings out the people. So yeah, I mean, we've always been proponents for this, uh for this uh this race. It's the first year we've never been there. Um, and, you know, seeing it live, so that's kind of a bummer. But yeah, no, I agree. I, I love the Pegasus. It's a fun event because you just feel like there's no no pressure, you know, like it's just it's just like a fun event with good racing. Usually the betting's pretty good. Uh the wagering, you know, the options. So yeah, I like it.
1: By the way, uh, the for the commenter there, I wasn't ranting towards you. To be real honest, I didn't have a best thing I saw today, and I saw that and said, I'll run with that. So <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. That was not a rant towards you at all. Um, yeah, all right. Kind of well, aggressive. Sh- should, we, should we get right into it, Jared? Do you have anything else you want to say?
0: Um, are you ready to hey, preview these races? This is not my show, so you just do whatever you want to do, buddy. Oh, that is a dangerous
1: proposition. So let's do it. Let's get right <laughs> into it, right? We're going to be talking about the Pegasus World Cup turf, and of course, the Pegasus World Cup itself uh, in depth, and then we're going to do some rapid fire, uh, kind of like a big card style, like we we've kind of done in the past, and we'll explain that once we get to. So without further ado, I'm going to channel my best Jared Welch. Let's hear it. Let's go. In the Pegasus World Cup. All right, here we go. Race twelve, the last race of the day at Gulfstream Park. It is the Pegasus World Cup Turf. scan Jeez, already screwed it up. Pegasus <laughs> World Cup Invitational. <laughs> it's a green one. Uh, I,
0: I blame I blame myself for that. I asked you right before we got went live which one we were doing. I got it stuck in your head. That <laughs> see, it's not as easy as it looks, but You're
1: a real asshole. The Pegasus World Cup. Grade one race, going a mile and an eighth for four-year-olds and older. We pose the question, is the Cox Juice loose, Jared? Nick's go, Looks to be a little bit of the lone speed once again. Do you like Nick's Go, or are you going to go elsewhere in this one?
0: Well, That Cox Juice, man, it is good stuff. Uh I, I've, We've seen it on a lot of horses. He's got a lot of horses running. We're probably going to see it on Sunday with uh, his newly acquired Hidden Scroll. I'm sure that juice is... A full Owen. Um, No, listen, I think, uh, you know, this is a fun race because you have a, it's a deep field or at least, a, you know, like a, uh, <laughs> see, you can do so many jokes with the cocks. Um, no, in, in reality, Nick's go, I won't forget the fact that you and I were sitting on the rail at the Breeders' Cup. He had just won the uh, the Breeders' Cup dirt and you and I were sitting there talking like, what's next? And you, you, I think it was you, you kind of said, why would they not try to go to the Pegasus off that? I mean, why not? Like, and here we are and all of a sudden yeah i don't think either one of us thought he would be the favorite we thought there'd be at least a couple other options uh aside from him that he might be second or third choice but here we are nicks go brad cox rosario back yeah listen this guy is he's he's running in a different level right now and his speed to me it's a speed like i just don't see these horses aren't good enough uh to keep up with him. we know that early on and you know, we saw it, uh, what was it, two years ago, City of Light, a horse that maybe wasn't a mile-and-eight type of horse, but he was so quick that you just couldn't catch him, you know? And it's going to it's gonna be, I think there's going to be a story of the of the day. There's going to be a lot of these horses similar to this uh, at Bradcock's trains that, that are very quick, that are going to be tough to catch. So, honestly, I only see a handful of horses, like three, I'll say, that I think have a shot to win the actual race. So, yeah, I think Nick's go. I think he's the one to beat.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree, and I thought the biggest thing, and, and I'll ask you this question before I kind of go on with what I'm thinking for the race, what was a tougher race, the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile last time out or this race here, as far as a, a, the quality of the field? Yeah, it's
0: probably probably the last one, right?
1: Yeah, I tend to agree with that as well, uh, and, and that's why I went with Nick's Go. I, I came into this uh, event definitely trying to beat Nick's Go, no question about it. I, I don't really want any part of Nick's Go uh, you know, at a short price, but then you you look at the, you look at his races with Brad Cox. I mean, he hasn't even been close to losing last time out. He set a wicked ass pace there at Keeneland and still nobody closed on him. Now he does have to stretch out to a mile and eight. That's the only question mark. But in my mind, when I look at the potential setup and the rate and the pace of this race, to me, he looks like he's going to be, get an easier lead, than he did in the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. And what happens at Gulfstream Park at a mile and an eighth if he's out loose on the lead? Who's really gonna run him down? You know, I looked at it and said, well, maybe Tax can beat him. You know, who would you rather have, Nick's Go or Tax? I mean, it's really just not, it's not a debate for me. Uh, I thought, well, code of honor, I could go back to him. I mean, he's been so disappointing. And is he gonna be able to run down a, a, a horse like Nick's Go that I think is going to be loose on the lead? I'm just not sure. So, yeah, I hated it. I, I really didn't want to pick him going in, but th- the more I looked at the race, he just looked like the logical pick here.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's a it, yeah. I get what you're saying. Like I didn't really want to pick him either. Um, you look the way he won those mile sixteenth races. Um, you earlier on in the year. Uh, it it didn't look like a mile and eighth would be dangerous for him, you know. And even if he de- even if he is stretching the limit a little bit, it's like. My theory is is like, okay, so say, I think we all, I mean, you would have, to I think you'd have to be a little delirious to say, well, I don't think Nick Sko is going to go to the lead, or I don't think Nick Sko is going to set a blazing speed, like speed fractions. He's going to, like, we all agree. So it's just a matter of like, oh, I think he's going to get ran down. Who's good enough to run him? That's the thing with me. It's like. Am I gonna sit here and try to think that Code of Honor can run him down? He should be able to, but he just has not. Sh- I think he's an under underneath horse all all around. Uh, you know, Tax I think could, Sleepy Eyes Todd I think could. Uh, you know, there's there's scenarios where he could, um, but it's just a matter of all these horses are gonna have to be running faster earlier on in the race to keep up with Nick's go. Then all of a sudden they're gonna have to be good enough to have that kick. It's unless he just completely stops. I mean, you think about you. You think about that Breeders' Cup, and you and I were sitting there, like I said, on the rail watching this race, and we looked at each other. This is one of our, you know, one of our better plays uh, that we liked of the day. And it's like, wh- this is over. What is he doing? Twenty-one, forty-four. You know, we're like, like, what is happening? And it's just he just kept going and going. And he just he did it easily. It was really unbelievable. Like you said, the two races prior, going a mile sixteenth, one by seven and a half, one by ten and a quarter. I mean, just th- this horse has ran three straight triple-digit buyers since being with Brad Cox.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I think that's the thing with Brad Cox. The other thing, he's won at a mile and a 16th twice with Brad Cox, right? Exactly. So I know, yeah, a mile and an eighth seems to be you know, a difference maker a lot of times between horses that really want to go long and horses that maybe they're milers and they can get a mile and a 16th and the mile and eight kind of hits them uh, hard. I don't think that's going to be the case with him. You watch those mile and 16th races – he's just galloping out there. So I really don't think the pace or the uh, distance is going to hurt him that much, especially if he's running a slower pace than what he's used to, because they run slower paces and longer races. So right. I think it's, I, I think the rest of them are in a bit of trouble here. And the other thing about it, when you start to analyze the other horses in the race, it's like, okay, let's, let's kind of look for a long shot. They all kind of suck, you know, like Sleepy Eyes Sleepy Todd at eight to one was a horse I was kind of interested in to maybe pull an upset. But when it gets right down to it, do you think Sleepy Eyes Todd is a better horse than Nick's Go? No, no. No. Okay. So what price would you need for Sleepy Eyes Todd? You would need double digits. Is he going to be that? No, because there's no other horses in the race that, that are going to get bet very hard. Like Sleepy Eyes Todd might be the third choice, even mm-hmm. um, because really. recent winners and one on all different tracks. Uh, I don't know i i I just don't want any part of that horse unless he's like 15 to 1 then you think about it right so then you say okay who are the horses that are going to be that 15 to 1 range nobody i'm interested in so (laughs) it's tough um one trend i want to point out shorter prices have won this race the last four years underneath as where it's been really unpredictable Mm -hmm. so if you're looking at some of those long prices play them underneath is my my uh suggestion you look at who's who's hit the board in this race it's a lot of long prices so keep that in mind uh as you're handicapping as well don't be afraid to play a shorter
0: price on top and then get a
1: little wild underneath
0: yeah i mean yeah obviously i, I do the trends article or a guide every year for the rears cup and you know this one has started to have a little bit of a trend when you look at uh you know four without being five years you know Arrogate. Obviously, short price, Gunrunner short price, City of Light short price, Mucho, Gusto. I don't think Mucho and City Light were favorites, uh, but they were very short prices. The other two were. So the point being is class tends to win. You know, it's hard to, you know, we haven't seen a, a, a year yet since the Pegasus has been, um, uh, the Pegasus World Cup has been around where we've seen a massive upset. And, and the fact the fact that you would look at this race and consider a horse-like tax or consider a horse like Sleepy Eyes Todd tells you kind of the the definition of the race, right? Uh, right. Uh, you don't. You wouldn't ever consider those two horses in years past of this race, and here we are with Nick's Go, and I just think his speed is so fa- is so fast, and and on this kind of track, when it will carry it will carry him that extra distance. You know, the the Brad, Brad Cox will carry him the extra distance. Like I just don't. I would much rather have Nick's Go put my money on, you know, sleepy eyes and hope that basically you're hoping that Nick's go falls apart down the lane. And, and it's just like, I just don't see, I, I, I get Of course it could happen, but I just, I, the money is not there. I, Brad Cox really likes this horse.
1: Think of it like this. The last thing about Nick's go that I'll kind of say, and you're like, Ugh, I don't really want to pick Nick's go to win the Pegasus world cup. He's a better horse right now than Mucho Gusto was last year coming into this race. And I can remember sitting with you on a Thursday in Florida saying, I hate that I'm picking Mucho Gusto, but he looks like the best horse. Nick's Go a better horse than, than he was at this point. You know, Nick's Go coming off three straight wins. Mucho Gusto last year was coming off a fourth in the Oklahoma Derby. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And came in here and won, all right? So I get it, but this ain't your mama's Pegasar, I guess. Would it be your mama's, your daddy's? I don't know. This is not the Pegasus of yesteryear. This is not the first two or three runnings of it. This is the fourth and fifth year are pretty weak runnings, right? Um uh one question I do want to address. Uh, what do you expect Nick's price at gate? My guess is eight to five. What about you? Uh
0: that's probably that's probably about right. I was sitting here looking <laughs> last year. Last year, higher power was a favorite. How about that? Finished dead last. Um Let's look at uh, let's look at City of Light uh, two years back. Let's see what he he would he was almost accelerate went off the favorite at uh, paid one Mm -hmm. you know one fifty one ninety so just uh, right there right next you know next uh, each other almost uh, you know just eight eight to five seven to five somewhere there six to five so I would say you're probably going to get six to eight to five on Knicks go eight to five probably.
1: Yeah, you look at like Gun Runner was like even money, I think. Arrogate was even money. I don't think Nick's go's gonna be right back down as hard as those two horses. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gunrun- so. yeah
0: Gunrunner paid one ten. Um, yeah. So you're talking up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, nine to five, eight to five is where I would say you're gonna land on with with uh, yeah.
1: Now one thing I will say, if he drops like below even money, then it kind of gets a little dicey. Like I I don't know. <laughs> you don't wanna take that. But if he is at eight to five, I, I think that's what he should be. So I, I would probably tell you to go for it if you want to bet him. Um any final thoughts on this race or should we head on over to the Pegasus World Cup turf?
0: Well, we can talk about it on the next one, but I, I am interested to see what you're kind of thinking on you know, and I well I kind of know, but I'm not trying to do I'm not trying to be a host here. So I'm just trying to let but which race do you like like playing deeper in versus you know if you're playing the pick four, pick five. Do you, would you rather go deep here and have, you know, be thinner in the second, you know, the Pegasus turf, or do you want uh, vice versa?
1: Yeah, going deep, one of my favorite things to do uh, in life and in horse racing. <laughs> I would definitely go oh. short in this one, deep in the turf. So th- is that a good segue now? Can we go to the turf?
0: Going deep is what you like to do, but unfortunately, you always go short. Yes, go. They're off in the Pegasus World Cup turf. Okay, let's go back one race in time, race
1: 11. It's a Pegasus World Cup Turf a grade one for four year olds and up, one million dollar purse, and we what are we going? We're going a mile and three sixteenths here, uh, so <laughs> the Preakness distance, but on the turf. I'm I'm channeling my inner Slim with this announcer voice. The big question here: Will Clean Cut Pete take down the Todd Sir? Todd Fletcher's got three horses in this. Sounds race. like Slim. Yeah, for Clean Cut Peter Miller, he's got the big big horse from the West Coast, number eight. Another twist of fate. Listen, we said it. Uh, I think you, you think this is a more wide-open race, a hell of a betting race, in my opinion. Kick it to you first. Your thoughts on the Pegasus World Cup turf.
0: Oh, I think it's awesome. I love... Uh, this is one of my... If I, if I could choose, like, we're going to... Here in a little bit, we're going to do kind of like our race we're most excited to watch and, you know, value or whatever. This would be the race I'm most excited to watch. Uh, this one is just... It's, Ooh. you know, tw- 12 horses in the race. I was handicapping this last night. You... It was... It was like... Pulling teeth to even come up with four, you know, to to narrow it down to four. I felt like I would, I would, I was leaving off a horse every single time that I really, really liked. Um, so I, yeah, I think this race is awesome. I really do. I, I really think uh, you've got it all, right? You, you're you, you're the only thing you're. I guess you're kind of missing the kind of like the superstar Chad Brown turf horse, right? You know, like that kind of horse. But other than that, you kind of have everything you need. West Coast, East Coast. Um, another twist of fate, obviously coming into the race, red hot. Uh, with since being with Peter, another horse, another miracle worker, Peter Miller, Brad Cox, um, and then obviously Colonel Colonel Liam, a horse that is interesting to say the least. You know, a horse that's very kind of lightly tested, but shows a lot of signs. It could be a kind of a legit type of horse. But so, I mean, do you like to me? In my opinion, this is a race where I was looking to play against the favorite.
1: Yeah, go a million different ways here. Don't go with the favorite. That would be my <laughs> my my biggest uh, takeaway. Listen, I like the number five, Colonel Liam, who is a seven to two morning line favorite in here. I do really like that that horse. Uh, I think he has an abundance of talent. I think this is a really, really big step up compared to what he's been facing. Um Later on in the year, maybe even next time out, you know, maybe we catch him at Belmont or Saratoga in the summer. This horse is going to win a big race. I I like him. I like him a lot. I think he's up against it here. I think he's going to have to really, really show up in a big way to win. I'm against uh, that, Pletcher. I do like the number six, Largent, a little bit. And I like uh, social uh, paranoia a little bit as well. I also like the two breaking the rules for Sug McGahey. I think that's a really sneaky horse at 10 to 1. Uh, I think if you like either Shug, the two or the four, the four being North Dakota at 10 to one, yeah, that's right up your alley, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this one. So
1: I'm going to go with everybody's favorite bald-headed bastard trainer, clean-cut Pete. Peter Miller, man, <laughs> this guy's never seen a drug in his life. It's obvious. And another twist of the fate, got him rolling. He's got him rolling, right? Just had to figure it out. You know, first time with clean-cut Pete rosario came back he said hey take off the blinkers on another twist of fate take them off or maybe he said put them on i can't remember what magic told me he said one or the other you put blinkers on and anyway, and put whatever, blinkers. whatever change they made that was the key trust me folks he, that was the key that's how they did it they put so, they put
0: blinkers on last time so
1: okay yeah yeah rosario came out out of the first race with, with clean cut pete and he said put the blinkers on and pete said that's the ticket I am a true horseman. I can do this. So he did it. And now another twist of fate is ready to roll. Listen, I don't like taking California horses and turf races uh nine times out of ten when they come to the east. But uh another twist of fate looked really damn good last time. I thought it was the best race of his career by, by a lot. And honestly, this horse has always shown a lot of talent. I really, really love the fact that he's got early speed. In a race where there's not a lot of early speed, and so to Vinny's uh, point here, he said, "Let's hear your thoughts on Storm the Court." He at, he says that because uh, Samich is high on Storm the Court here. I love Samich thinking of a speed horse has got a good shot to win. I think he's on the wrong one. I think Storm the Court's going to fade. I think another twist of fate is going to stay, and I think they both are have similar styles. So Samich and I kind of landed on a hit. Uh, now, to be fair, Storm of the Court is not his top pick. But we landed on horses for the same reason, but they're different horses. I think it's very logical another twist of fate gets a really good trip and stays and stays on. So another twist of fate was my top choice.
0: Another twist of fate is going to get the dream trip, I, I really think. I you know, sit in there at the eighth spot. You know, like you say, he's got the storm of the court on his inside. It's going to, you know, going to hopefully at least be up there setting the pace. And then he, you know, our horse here, I'm on another twist of fate as well. Uh, you know, he's going to sit right off of it. He, you know, you look at this horse, it's pretty remarkable. You know, it's, it's hard to like, you kind of like, well, another twist of fate, really. Other than, you know, his debut, like with, with uh, Peter Miller, like you said, he had to figure some things out, right? Um, other than that, he sure. only two times this horse didn't show up. He finished tenth in the Preakness. He finished ninth on his debut. Other than that, this horse has either won and won impressively, which he was doing a lot out of the Golden Gate. Finished second uh, in the uh, Sutherland Derby. Finished second in Lexington. Uh, you know, and then he finished fourth with uh, in Sea Biscuit, and they won last time out. So I mean, he like you say, he's always been a kind of classy horse, a very well bred horse. Got to the turf. Got his boy Peter Miller. Rosario's back for the third time. Listen, I I think he's gonna run better than he did last time. I I I Peter Miller third off. Like he's got him the third time. Like his third start, he's got him honed in, you know. And he's bringing him here. Like I, I he's this is a this is gonna be the perfect setup. So I really think it'd be, it'd be shocking to me if he doesn't run a big race here. But again, like I said earlier, I, I like a lot in here. Um, I do like your horse. Like you mentioned uh, breaking the rules. I think that horse is really good. Uh, colonel liam largent i like i mean really one this is one of those races that if it goes as as, as you say goes deep as you can yeah
1: and for some people it's deeper than others so uh <laughs> whether you're talking about life or your betting budget so i'll ask you this uh this is the third <laughs> annual uh pegasus turf i think it was a great great move by gulfstream to to add this uh, it just it just adds a, another big race uh to the docket and another another race for people to get excited about um you've seen all three uh of course we were there in live for the for the first two is this the best of the three as far as a betting race and can you also say the same for the pegasus world cup dirt are they both the best uh as far as betting races that you've seen
0: oh yeah this year definitely i'd say uh, no doubt yeah. i mean because even if you think i mean nicks go i guess is like your he's your favorite and is. You know, but he's not up there with your gun runners or your air get or so. People are going to try to play against and get creative, and so it's going to add a lot of intrigue into the betting and the value. And then, of course, this race. I mean, this race you have nobody really. You've got some some that want to be somebody, but you really don't have a lot of anybody's in here yet. And so that brings a lot of opportunity in the race. Like I said, like there's 12 horses in the race, and I can make a case for nine, ten of them to win. Look, and for that point, I want to ask you about a horse that I was close to pulling the trigger to win as my top pick, who I ultimately left off my top four because I just couldn't... You know what I mean? Like, I just... I kept... Like, oh, no, I like this one better, and then this one, and I can't leave this one. You know what I mean? Like, and then I say, no, this horse is my fifth horse, and now I'm like, well, shit, I about picked him to win. Number 11, say the word. I'm with you.
1: Magic talked to me about another uh, number 11, say the word is not as well. And I was like, I just, I can't work him in. I don't know how if I get And We haven't even talked about the earlier races yet, but it's like, I just want to play too many horses in these other races. It was really hard to, to work him in, but you're right. Say the word. Flavian Pratt says, you know what, I'll come all the way here and ride this horse. I'm with you. Right. Um, I, uh, somebody, uh, and I'm sorry, I've kind of lost track of the comments. Oh, here it is. Uh, roll, roll the Bryce, which is a great name, by the way. Uh, Michael Maker is going to be deadly uh, in this race with the tries and the supers. I agree. No, I agree. Cross Border is a horse that has shown in the past that uh, that that he can run with any kind of class. You know, he he's been he's been in tough races. Horse is fifteen to one. Uh, an old war horse is how I described uh, cross border in the preview. And then he's also got aquaphobia and aquaphobia. I've got a little bit of sauce part in my heart for him because he wanted a huge price for me at Monmouth. Um, yeah. Could aquaphobia get third at like 20, 30 to one? Sure. I, I, I agree. So I agree with you there, uh, Bryce. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a wide open race. It's, it's, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't use this race as the race I'm most looking forward to, to watch just because we were going to talk about it anyway, But you're right. This is definitely the the one on the card where it's actually both. You can't wait to bet it and you can't wait to watch it because the betting is so good here. Uh, I talk about this on the Rocket Show a lot. It's a kind of a race where even if the three favorites come in the try, the try is still going to pay well. Because the betters are going to go 100 different ways. You don't need to worry about prices. You just need to worry about getting the horses home in your exotic bets,
0: you know? Yeah, I mean, forget the, I mean, the level is a little, it's lower than what you'd see at the Breeders' Cup, but as far as the, how the betting is going to go, it's gonna It's a lot like a Breeders' Cup race um, where you're going to have, like you say, even if favorites come in, it's going to still pay because it's it's just, no one's going to be like um, pounded as a favorite. Um, and it, it, the pools are going to be big in this race, so really, I think it's it, it's a very good betting race. Um, if you're just even if you're not playing multis, you just want to play this one. I mean, I wouldn't be afraid to invest a pretty good mu- uh, amount of uh, dollars into this one, um, just because it's going to be there.
1: That's right. He remembers when Aquaphobia won. That was a really fun day. I think we were doing a live show too, and I was sitting. Uh, yes, we were because my I was at the old house. It was completely empty. All I had in the house was a computer and a sleeping bag. It was so depressing. <laughs> and I was really depressed on the show. And then that, and then Aquaphobia won. And I didn't care to sleep in the sleeping bag for like eight, eight day in a row. Uh, thanks.
0: Thanks for bringing that up. That was a good memory.
1: Um, any final thoughts? Or do you think we're good to go for the rapid fire portion I- of the show?
0: I guess I would leave it with this race has a feel, even though we really, you and I both are on another twist of fate. We really like that horse and provides a lot of value. It's, it has a feel of a race that your horse could run really, really well and finish like third or fourth. Like, yep. well it bad. just kind of has, just kind of has that feel. So, you know, don't, you know, you don't get too crazy with it. And then obviously you can't bet the next one. Um, don't get too discouraged. Like, it's just going to be a tough race, but you know, I think take an opinion, whoever you like, whether it be our horse or the twist of fate or whoever it is and just, and and go with it. And, and whatever happens, happens.
1: All right, it's time for Rapid Fire, presented by the Pegasus Stakes Wagering Guide. Go to the website, uh, maybe not right now, but in a couple hours, the Pegasus Wagering Guide will be out. Uh, it's got all kinds of shit in it. I don't even, I mean, it's crazy. We got race previews of all the stakes, full pages. We've got uh, small previews of all the non-stakes. We've got a multi-race page. Uh, maybe the biggest thing, Jared and I combine kind of our knowledge and, and and I guess knowledge would be the best way to describe it. We give you race by race exactly what we're betting for the seven races uh, of the uh, of seven stakes races on the Pegasus card. Uh, you cash in over $300 if you followed our races, uh, our, our, our selections at the Breeders' Cup. Uh, so it was very popular. That's why we're doing it again uh spoiler alert we're investing about 300 bucks so all that breeders cup winning we're gonna put it right into the pegasus uh i don't know about you jared i was pretty confident uh with our selections here i think we're gonna have a decent day
0: yeah i mean i i we have we have some some big win bets fixed in there we have some uh you know we it, that's what's cool about it we all uh, we, we we hammered some wins but we also you know, got creative on some tries and some exactives and whatnot so yeah i mean we kind of went all over the, the place and that's what makes it makes it fun is you know you don't we're not well, you and i definitely agree on this some people don't um you and i are very much how the race uh a short page based on knowledge <laughs> uh no i mean it, that's a good one <laughs> yeah it's really short um no i mean it's you and i the way we look at races we we look at them diff- like each race you can bet differently right <laughs> One race, it's an exacto, one race, it's a win, one race, it's a try. Some people like to bet tries every single race. And we always tell people like, dude, you can't do that. You know, some races just don't, you don't need to. We really try to maximize each race. Here is, here's
1: what we like. And here's the way we can maximize the profit based on the opinions that we have. That's kind of the best way to describe it. Um, And you probably did a better job than me just now. That's, that's definitely it. We just want to give you some in-depth, you know, So a lot, a lot of times you'll be like, here's here's four horses we like. Well, here's what we're going to do with those horses that we like. And you're right. Sometimes it's like, we love this horse. Let's just bet a win. Fuck it. We're not going to worry about get trying to get creative. We just want to get that win money. You know, Golden Pal was a great example at the Breeders' Cup. Uh, we didn't have, I think we may have the second horse, but not the third horse at the Breeders' Cup. But. It's like, we just like that golden pal money. Give us that even money. We don't care. It's it's free money, right? So uh, yeah, that's what you can find. All right, let's get- yeah, we had a,
0: it. uh we had a, I think we had close to like a 60% ROI at the Breeders' Cup and we yeah. were really good on the ones when we felt strong about the bets we had, like you know, when we are like, well, it's the Breeders' Cup and it's a big race, so we're just gonna, we'll try to get creative with the try or whatever and hopefully we get lucky. And we got close on a lot. I mean, that was, that was frustrating. It got very frustrating, but the ones we felt really strong about, they came in. So that was good. Um, by the way, what is the Pegasus Stakes? Is that the race that runs at Monmouth, by chance?
1: Yeah, the Pegasus Stakes runs at Monmouth.
0: Yeah. Okay, I was just wondering. By the the scrolling at the bottom, I was wondering if what what the Pegasus Stakes was. But okay, go <laughs> ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <he's an> <laughs> all right. Well, here's how we're gonna do the rapid fire today. We're gonna go race you're most looking forward to watching. Race that you uh, think is has the the most likely winner and the race that is the best value. We're gonna start with most likely winner. We're gonna start with Jared first. It's Jared's lock that shit up pick. Who do you like <laughs> as a lock on the Pegasmith's
0: undercard? Man, you got, you got, you got this is great. Okay, uh, I will kick it off and I'll probably, I'm gonna steal yours here. Race four, the Fred W. Hooper, number one performer. This horse is back for uh, his uh, 2021 Campaign 7 to 5 morning line. Listen, I mean, this, like, I don't think it's too great of here. I mean, I just think he's the best price or the best uh, bet of the day. And I think there's a few options you can go with. Uh, last time out, you know, finished third in cigar, but prior to that, I mean, that's that snapped a what was it, like a six win, five win uh, streak. This horse was awesome, and, and you know, he draws the rail, gets Rosario back. Listen, he's going to he's going to be tough to beat. And bottom line is he's just better. He's just better than the rest of these horses. So, Performer, he's back. I think he's going to win.
1: Same for me. I'm not going to I'm not here. Hold on. It's Aaron's. Lock that shit up pick. I'm going to go with <laughs> Performer as well. Um I, I I listen, I thought about hey, I know he's going to do that, I'm going to do something different, but no. No, he's the lock. Uh this is this is if you like professional wrestling at any point in your life, you you've heard of retirement matches, right? Like it's a retirement match, and it's like usually it's like a guy that's like 60 years old against a guy that's like 30 years old. It's like, huh? I wonder who's gonna lose. Uh, but anyway, and, and and the loser retires. So this is a retirement match for jockey Joel Rosario. Rosario, if you're listening, I know you are. If you lose, you have to retire because you're the only reason why the horse is gonna lose. So if you lose, Joel Rosario will retire. He will retire right after the race. He will not even ride the
0: rest of the card all right well i hope he's listening um yeah i mean listen i think there's some there were some options like i like oh by the way too i i i not to give a spoiler alert but i'm pretty sure this was the only like in the if you get the guide the wagering guide that we have offered at race uh like we have top four consistence picks and i believe i don't want to spoil it but i believe this was the only consistent overall everyone picked performer for on top you are correct with that uh, statement so very good very good for you okay
1: let's go on to the best value on the card this is always a really exciting one um a lot of different ways you can go like we've said there's a lot of value jared we'll start with you it's jared's ballsy bet of the <laughs> Cup card jared what's your ballsy bet
0: well listen I, I, I've got a couple uh, I looked at race 7 and race 8 of who I picked on top and uh, I've got a 12 to 1 in race 7 and in race 8 in the La Preventie I've got a uh, 10 to 1 so take your pick play them both whatever you want to do well, I guess we'll go with the higher price uh, prior, higher price horse and that's number uh, 1 in race 7 the Moshua's River Stakes Bell Laura. I love this horse here at, at 12 to 1 I mean, are you kidding me Listen, this horse is going to get a very early pace setup for this horse. Draws a rail. Uh, he, he gets his boy Barrios Ber- Hector back. I mean, who doesn't know Barrios Hector? Uh, this, the, the, the only time this guys rode this horse though. The horse won. Uh, likes Goldstream Park two wins and four starts, and likes this distance three wins and seven starts. So I just think this horse has got plenty of speed. I don't love much in this race. This, she will go out to an early lead. She goes the rail. They're gonna have to send. And they'll just have to try to catch her. So I I, I understand that the logic here. I mean, there's not like a ton to like with the 12 to 1, right? But, You're
1: not dying. Okay. I gotta make fun of myself first, because I said breeder's skill
0: card. So if I make fun of myself, can I make fun of you? <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: What is the name of the one? The jockey on the one?
0: Berrios Hector. Hector Berrios. <laughs>
1: Hector Berrios. (laughs) I love that. That just made me laugh. And yes, Magic, I didn't say Breeders' Cup card. I don't care. All right. So now listen, Um, I think you picked a very interesting race because I was was fairly high on the four uh, Vigilante's way in that race. But I will say this, if the four doesn't win... Katie bar the door as, as my good friend and, uh, jockey Calvin Burrell, uh, I think three time winning Kentucky Derby jockey Calvin Burrell likes to say when mine, that bird was shooting up the rail, he said, it was Katie bar the door. (laughs) We're going to win that thing. So, uh, the four does not win as Calvin says, Katie bar the door. It could be anybody. So I kind of, I, I respect it. I like it.
0: Uh, I mean, I, I liked, I had vigilantes way in my top four. I've got tuned in my top four. So listen, I like these horses, and I'm going to play them underneath, and I'm going to play them in my multis. But I just think this race or the eighth race is kind of right for an upset, and so I'm going to look for some horses that I think uh, have some experience, either have a pace advantage, whatever, to maybe uh, pull it off.
1: Yeah, no, and I I wasn't saying you didn't like uh, uh, Vigilante's way. I was just saying I think it was a, I think it is true to the name a ballsy bet. All right, so <laughs> Aaron's ballsy bet of the day is going to be on the. Pegasus world cup card will be in race 10. I am going to go. And what is the name of this race? The WL McKnight, a grade three race going a mile and a half on the turf for the males. Um, tide of the sea. I am very, very excited. This horse is 10 to one. This is my top choice. Uh, we had a, we had a Bryce talking about Mike maker a little bit earlier. when We were talking about the Pegasus world cup turf. Uh, Mike Baker long on the turf is just fantastic. He just does a great job. He wins a ton of races long on the turf. Tide of the sea, you know what? Uh, Two races back, one at this distance looked very good. Last time out in the Fort Lauderdale, this horse was an absolute jackass, right? This horse was just acting like an idiot the whole way around. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He's 10th when he should be on the lead. He, He was a mess and he still closed and ran decent. So don't act like a jackass in this race. Go to the front, set the pace like you should. Don't be a rank idiot. And I think you can take him a long way. Tide of the Sea at ten to one is a huge value. Gaffleone aboard. I am freaking excited uh, to bet this horse at ten to one. So number seven, Tide of the Sea. That's my Andy Reid ballsy bet of the Pegasus World Cup. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> hey, listen. By the way, I like. Uh, I didn't include that horse, but I like that horse. Um, Mike Maker, you know, Gafflion, obviously. A uh, lot to like there. How, did you like the uh, six? I the, like the six a little bit in that race. So Sir Sahib, you like that horse? So? That horse came off a big race in the Northern Dancer last time uh, Yes,
1: I do like the six. I, I think the six has a shot. And another, hey, that's uh, six to one. So you know, it, it what it, it's not quite a ballsy bet of the week, but it's 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 a tough. I mean, it's it's not, hey. you know, it's 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 a minor. It's not. It's like uh, in between giant balls and little balls, right in the middle. I'd say with. <laughs>
0: Not throwing on fourth and uh, fourth and one with Chad Haney. Not that ballsy, but kind of ballsy. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's
1: going for it on fourth and one, but not throwing
0: it. Maybe running it up the middle. <laughs> that kind of. If that makes. <laughs> listen, I'll give the people one more because I mean, oh. listen, I don't have to do anything. It's just great. You're giving. Yeah, and, I, and listen, and I will say this. This was like I think Bell, like the one my first pick was. Uh, maybe maybe one other person included that horse in, in the top four. This horse, I don't think is on anybody's radar. And that's the in the next race that I had, I think, what is this? What is the race eight? Is that the... Race La, eight. La... Is the, the La Prevente State. La Prevente. Number 12, Court Return. 10 to 1 morning line, so not, not as big of a price. But I had this horse on top, and not one more person has this horse in their top four. So it must be an awful pick. I right? noticed that coming in. I didn't like Court Return
1: either, but, you know, I, I did take a second look at it because, I mean, it's Jared,
0: right? He's got to know something. <laughs> well, listen, okay, this horse, uh, <clears throat> two back in the EP Taylor, grade one at Woodbine, finishes second by Nick, almost wins the race to, to a tolly comes back, comes here to, to Goldstream Park, runs next time out, doesn't run well, finishes seven beaten six and a quarter. Luis Saez got them out that day, jumped on board for uh, uh, Jose Carroll, Josie Carroll, it's Josie Carroll, Josie Carroll, and you look, but Luis Saez, who's riding to, on Saturday, Jackie Luis Luisa is back on board. So, my my theory is this horse is gonna come out. He has a nice pace, a, a speed, or at least a closing um, turn of foot. You, the fact that Luis is, even though the race was pathetic last time out, is back. The horse almost won a by neck, almost won a grade one two back. It's like, I mean, I I again, I like always shopping in here. I'm using her in here. I know you probably like always shopping. Uh, Heavenly Curlin, Sister Hanan, horses I think people are using. But Court Return, these two races, the seventh and the eighth, just struck me. Like I just couldn't get on board with a horse that's a short price. So I'm taking shots. Apparently, too big a shot. Look at
1: this. Howard Stern is, is, he started a a, uh, horse handicapping show. So uh, thank you for listening, Howard. I listen to you every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. He says, uh, look out uh, for the Argentina horse in that race I was talking about. The uh wl mcknight yeah i could see it i could see it and he also likes your horse there the six in that race as well so uh, howard turn thanks for listening there all goes. right Sir it's now time for the race you're most looking uh looking forward to watching jared what race on this 12 race extravaganza from beautiful Gulfstream park are you most looking forward to watching oh this
0: one was the easiest easiest choice of the of the three how about you know i'm probably going with this race six it's the main special weight it's not a stakes race field of 12 in this one of three-year-olds means i mean it's a, it's that time of the year right we've seen horses kind of can join the derby trail this time of the year on the pegasus undercart <coughs> hidden scroll um gosley gosley that's the horse i drafted in the third round of the, of the uh, dude's fantasy league five to one todd Leah is a three horse gosley the million dollar horse is making his debut so of course i'm excited to watch this race but Listen, Justify's got a half brother in here with Chad Brown. Stage Raider, the Tintin Horse, Traveler is the favorite at seven to two. I mean, obviously, it's a that's kind of it's a, it's that kind of race because he's seven to two. Um, yeah, listen, I think there's a I think there's at least one or two horses in here. Hopefully, it's mine um, that are gonna make a move towards the Derby Trail after this race. So, of course, this is one I'm most excited about.
1: Hey, guess what? Me too. Race six is my race I'm most excited to watch in the car. And I called it watching Jared's mule in race six. I don't know if it is a mule though, Jared. I think, uh, is it Gosley? I, ca- I kept calling him
0: Gazali. Uh, I don't know, but uh, I guess we'll find out what announcer Pete. We'll get yeah, we'll, we'll see what Pete says. That's right. That's right. I
1: love, listen, when, when Luis Sayas wins a race, I love when he
0: goes, and it was written by Jockey Luis Sayas. I love that. I have no idea why. Um, I- it's Ghazali. it's gazali oh, i would never have said that so there As you go. apparently magic says
2: normal us.
1: i am correct uh listen <laughs> let's get serious for a second because there are, there's a ton of horses to be excited about uh I, the number four exalted charm was kind of interesting to me because rosario picks up the mount for brain you don't see that very often so that was kind of a sign that could be a sneaky one in a race that has a lot of horses with height the four getting Rosario, that's kind of sneaky, right? So I kind of, I kind of like the four mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, you mentioned Justify's half brother, obviously uh, one you got to look at as well. But you can go a lot of different ways. I mean, Butcher has two in here, and the favorite of the race and the horse that I didn't like that well. As I'll scroll down so you can see the name there, um, you know, Traveler. I, I kind of liked your horse, Gazali, a little bit better. So there's a lot of ways you can go here, but I think the key is kind of what you said. It's that time of year right uh the, the derby trail is pretty muddled i would call it
0: at this point i, I mean yeah dude right? it, listen this this horse like I, I that's why i'm saying like that's why this is so interesting to me is because i think any, any of these horses right now could be a horse that at least we're talking about in the florida derby say just throwing that out there but like like they that that's this is the, the time of the year when they make that move um, Ghazali, listen. Like, there's a reason why I draft a million-dollar horse. He's out. Of, he's a curling horse. He's out of a Giants Causeway mare. I mean, this horse should run like for two miles if he wants to. Um, Shadwell, uh, Shadwell's stable owned. You know, Louis Saez, Todd Pletcher. I mean, there's a lot to like. It's just a matter: is he good? You know, we just don't know until these these two now three-year-olds debut. So I don't know. I mean, it, it's definitely exciting. And I think like because you have that kind of connection, or you have. Like you said, a justify half brother. You've got Traveler, who even if you don't like, I mean, Windstar, China Horse Club. I mean, you know what I mean. Like you have all the the connections are there for a lot of these horses too. If one of these wins, to get excited about.
1: Uh, Vinny mentioned the number six prevalence. A uh, a Godolphin, <laughs> Godolphin homebred at twelve to one. Um, you know, Vinny, I, I thought I thought about that horse a lot as well. Yeah.
0: Um, who did you pick? Who did you pick to win the race? Can I say? Can I ask?
1: No. You want to know who I picked to win the race? Come to racingdudes.com and buy my sheet. Actually, no. The free picks are always have the, the winners. You don't have to buy uh, my thoughts when it comes to who's going to win the race. Jared, I almost picked yours. This is not a slide on yours at all, but I just thought Stage Raider. That's bullshit. I mean, looks pretty good, dude. Looks pretty good. But listen, I th- I, I like your second, so don't take that. Don't take that and, and cry. Uh, oh, stop. Please stop crying. So, uh, But listen, I think it's going to be a hell of a race. Um...
0: If Stage Raider wins, I'm I'm probably going to claim that horse. So I'll I'll, I'll own both the top two. Anyways, yeah, so. I,
1: listen, uh, you know, uh, uh, my good 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 friend Ricky P texted me today, and he said I think two or three horses in your fantasy league that I didn't want to play in could be claimed out of this race. that's interesting. So I agree. Um, look, we're just going to go real quick.
0: <laughs> took took me a second, but I got that. No, okay. Yeah, we're yeah. going
1: to go real quick to the Smarty Jones. Okay, because uh, Oakland Park opens up. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, it opens up tomorrow. If you're listening to this over the podcast, it's opening up today. Um, and, and we do have a Kentucky Derby prep race. It is the Smarty Jones Stakes there at Oakland Park going a flat mile. And uh, important to note, uh, speed horses usually do well in this race because it is a one-mile race with a short stretch there at Oakland Park. Races begin and end at the, at the 16th pole. Okay. The Smarty Jones Stakes... Jared, we're not going to talk about it in depth, but just real quick, is this the worst morning line you have ever seen? And who is your pick in the race?
0: (laughs) Yes and yes. Uh, No. Uh, (laughs) It's, it's, I can't even believe it. I mean, if anybody's biased to the name Cohen, it's me. And I was like, that horse is nine to five. Like, (laughs) really? Uh, I, I, yeah, no, I mean, I agree. Listen, I... This race is generally not a lot of of uh, weight can be carried into this race moving forward. But Cattle River is a horse for, for Brad Cox that really ran well last time out. Flo, you know, going to make his going to start riding it at Oakland this year. Going to run more, ride more at Oaklawn. It's exciting. So uh, I think he. I mean, I just don't see. I mean, really, like Cohen. Listen, Cohen, a horse that ran the Breeders Cup. Yeah, he finished second. But he's, a, he's on the turf. Uh, finished second. A horse, you know, he ran into Kentucky Downs. Finished third to Out of Door. He finished second on the turf at Indian Summer at Keeneland. Went to Remington the Springboard. Finished second to Senior Buscador, A horse that's number one pick for you in your fantasy league. I mean, I guess I see that he—he's I mean, not bad. But I just to pick him here, I just don't see it. So I think Brad Cox has got this horse, this race, and, and Slim's got this horse in the league. I think Cattle River is going to be tough to beat. I just, I think he's better than the rest of them.
1: Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, Willie the bathroom attendant right by the simulcast area at Oakland Park is very, very nice guy. known him for a lot of years, uh, considering him a personal friend, but Willie also makes the morning line at Oakland, So you kind of have to give him a a break, right? Because he has to do bathroom attendance and he also has to make the morning line. It's tough. Uh, I think he made a bad one here. Uh, I'm sorry, Willie. Uh, you're a good friend, and I'll text you and apologize after the raid or after the pod, but you made a bad one. Uh, Caddo River at, at five to two is absolute insanity. I think the horse is three to five, and I also think the horse should be. I, I think Caddo River cruises. I agree with what you said about Cowan. Um, you call him Cohen, I call him Cowan. I, I just think he is what he is, right? Second, right? Third. That's about it. The only other horse I'm really interested in is the six Moonlight Strike coming in. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yes. Yeah. It it for for Hay Oats and Water, Safi Joseph Jr. I mean this guy, <laughs> what a horseman it loves loves to uh, think of little little things that he can adjust, you know, to get the most out of a horse. And that's what you gotta love about a trainer like Safi Joseph Jr. The six Moonlight Strike coming in from Florida is interesting. Like, why are you bringing this horse uh, to Arkansas from Florida? Uh, so he might he might. Maybe pose a little bit of a threat, but Caddo River on top for me. I talked really? about earlier, the short stretch of the mile run, as Terry Wallace used to say, uh, and uh, Vic will call them all the way to the line now instead of calling them where they really finish. But uh, I, you know, R.I.P. Terry Wallace. Uh, short stretch of the mile run. Here they come. Uh, but the Caddo River for me, wire to wire.
0: Yeah, you got this is one of those races that you know we saw last year. He was on my fantasy team. Great attempt. Before, these sprinters can win this race, right? Yeah. Because of the way the way this race is ran. Uh it, the short stretch, sprinters can hold on. And yeah, you, know, you look at last year's race when great Attempt did hold on to win, long range Toddy finished second. Obviously uh continued to uh kind of at least make a, a, a name for himself down, down the stretch. He won he, what did he win for you? He won uh the rebel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, one, of the rebel, one of the Rebels. Uh, Super Steed was in that banquet. Sleepy Eyes Todd. There you go. He was in that race, too. Um, so there you go. I, I just, I guess the point is, you don't have to be a mile horse. You can be a sprinter and win this race. So that's why it's always kind of a, a funky kind of race when it comes to kind of moving forward. Um,
1: to me, Jared... Speed,
0: speed is what you want. Let's just put it that way.
1: To me, Jared... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To me... That's why you don't see a lot of big-time horses in this first one at Oaklawn because the mile at Oaklawn is very different from even the mile in the 16th. And you're right, sprinters can win at a mile at Oaklawn. That's something that that is a really good handicapping angle as we open up Oaklawn. If you see a mile race, don't worry if the horse hasn't is like has good six furlong form, probably can stretch out to a mile. Speed's what you want at Oaklawn going a mile. So. Boy, I'm glad we got Oakland in there. Um, Feels listen, good. I I I think it's about time to end the show. So let's cut it off. Um, it's in the segment of Rapid Fire with this. Good luck to everybody that's going to play the Pegasus. And if you are attending the Pegasus, I hate you. <laughs> All right, that's all the time we have. Check us out, whatever Jared says. And good luck to everybody running in the Pegasus. Or er, everybody running. Everybody betting the uh, Pegasus. <laughs> good luck to World the horses Cup. betting. Well, well, you guys, good luck. Running or betting either one. If you're running a marathon, good luck for that as well. Uh, good luck to everybody running in the... Uh, I didn't <laughs> everybody betting the Pegasus World Cup card. Uh, we're going to stay on for a few more minutes, though. So if you're, if you're still watching live and you have some questions, maybe... Uh, some things we didn't address, maybe you missed something we said, go ahead and put it in the comment line. We'll kind of randomly get to them as we're just kind of talking and jackassing around right now. Um, We need to talk a little football, though, right? Uh, Because your Kansas City Chiefs are still alive after just squeaking by the amazing effort by the Cleveland
0: Browns last week. Uh,
1: Chiefs and Bills, Jared, uh, what do you think?
0: Yeah, it's obviously – Any Chiefs fan is is not really looking at the matchup. They're all basically looking at every single practice this this week and seeing if our boy number 15 is out there. And so Mahomes has practiced the last two weeks in limited fashion. Obviously, there's been a ton of reports of what really happened on that play, if if he even hit his head, if it was a concussion. He's in the concussion protocol because of the way he basically stood up um i don't think it's an issue like they I, i've all the reports i've heard are that they'd be shocked if he doesn't play so um and i would be too so i the line and the, and the line in vegas is going to dictate that still it's still sitting there at three minus three uh so i think people are pretty steadfast that the chiefs are going to have patrick mahomes sammy watkins has been practicing uh clyde has been practicing it's it's good i mean we're trying to get our guys back so it's going to be a good game. Buffalo's tough. I mean, it should be, right? This is the AFC Championship, so it should be a good game. I, I just think uh, overall, I mean, the Chiefs are better. If, if Mahomes plays, I think they're going to win. They should win. So uh, I got the Chiefs for sure, uh, bias aside. Uh, what about you? I mean, what are you uh, – how are you feeling about the, the – you know, obviously there's been some debate. How uh, the Chiefs squeaked by. Uh, the Chiefs never punted in the game. So I don't know how you work that in. I guess the fact that they – this, they could have won the game. The Browns could have. It would have been a huge upset, but they had a chance at the end of the game. So, what do you think of the game? And what do you think of the Chiefs? How did that dictate how you feel moving forward?
1: Well, one thing I know, uh, Mama didn't raise no wuss, right? So, if Baker Mayfield, if that would happen to him, he just would have played the next play. No big deal. But
0: whatever Mahomes,
1: whatever he wants to do, he can do. Uh, listen, Chiefs, I, Chiefs will beat Buffalo. Chiefs will beat Buffalo. I think Green Bay can beat Kansas City. I don't think Buffalo can. So, I mean, that's where I. I agree with yeah, that. I think I think they're going to win. Uh, I would be inclined to maybe think about Buffalo a bit. Those last the, those two games that they've won, they've won. That's great. They weren't really impressive, and they're going to have to be really good to go to Kansas City and win. So I, I just don't think Buffalo gets the job done. Uh, I think it's Kansas City, man. I think I think they're gonna they're gonna get the job done. Uh, yeah, Patty's back, and uh, listen. Browns fans, for real, if you're watching this, let's get real for a second. That was not a game, right? Score was a five-point game, but that was a 30-point spread. I mean, they the Chiefs were so much better. The one problem the Chiefs have, they dick around way too much. Like, they, Even when Mahomes should have got yeah, hurt, sure. they should have been up like three scores and it didn't matter. So that's a little scary for the Chiefs. And I think when they finally face somebody really good, Green Bay, uh, they better yep. be ready. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, let's answer a quick Pegasus question in between uh, the, the two football games we're going to talk about. Since the Pegasus is being overshadowed by the Saudi Cup, should the race only be 750000 and keep its grade one status moving forward? Um, yeah, Ric Flair, I, I I think they should keep it as what it is because I, I think the Pegasus needs to still be a big-time event or at least have that feel of a big-time event. I think if you drop it down uh, in purse anymore. It's going to definitely lose that. So I, I wish it'll keep its three million dollar value, keep the million dollar value for the for the turf, and that way we still have this this you know huge event to talk about in January. I think that should be the goal uh, for horse racing to keep that as a, as a big event. I think you move it down to seven hundred fifty thousand, you know what it becomes. Ric Flair knows it becomes the Don Handicap, and when we had the Don Handicap, <laughs> nobody really gave a shit about this weekend. So uh, let's keep it. Let's keep
0: it at, at three million. What was it? Uh what I mean what was it? Twelve? Was that what it's kicked off at? Was that the... I think it
1: kicked off at twelve and then it got to sixteen <clears> and now we're down to three. So. <laughs> because
0: it was it was twelve, I think, for each of the each a million for each entry. And then yeah, maybe it went to sixteen when Dubai w <laughs> jacked theirs up. And then yeah. So I don't think they wanna go they definitely don't want to go under a million. I mean, they they want to keep it at what it is, I think. So um yeah, I I don't see it. the bottom line is the money's there. I mean, even if yeah. you even if it's not a premier event anymore like it used to be for the first couple of years, you still have a lot. I mean, it's Gulfstream Park. People are still betting the shit out of it. So,
1: yep, no, that's right, absolutely right. Uh, any questions still? Let's let us know. We're gonna talk about one more football game. We're gonna talk about Tampa Bay going to Green Bay, and boy, uh, just the, the ageless Tom Brady going up against uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's on quite a roll. Um. I debated this one a little bit in my head. I'll kick to you first. What do you think, uh, or, or what are your thoughts? I should say on Tampa Bay at Green
0: Bay. Well, first of all, how how cool is uh, the you know on Sunday going to be? You know, you have the early game, which is Tampa and Green Bay. So you've got the two obviously Brady, the goat, um, and and Aaron Rodgers right there. I mean, two the older guys, and then in the uh, in the AFC Championship, you've got two of the younger guys, right? The two young guys that are uh, kind of take going to be taking over. As these guys move on, and yeah, so it's a two really good games, and that as far as quarterback matchups go, and yeah, I mean, I don't know, I think I saw a stat, right? You correct me, but I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers and Brady have never met in the playoffs. I believe that's correct, right? Because they would have been in the Super Bowl previously, because Brady was in the AFC. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't think that's ever happened. So yeah, that makes this an awesome matchup. Uh, I love. Green- I I've been worried about Green Bay all year, and I and I and I stand by. I, they're the only team that can beat the chiefs in my opinion i think it's going to be green bay kansas city i think it's i think it was going to be green bay kansas city a long time ago i just feel like that that's where we're getting to um credit goes to tampa bay i didn't think they would beat the saints but you know it breeze really showed his he really did show his age in that game um unfortunately yeah. so brady was able to hold on and obviously brady's brady so green bay going to Green Bay. I like Green Bay in that game. It's a uh, minus three and a half, I think, is where it's at now. Three, three and a half, depending I on mean, where you go. Uh, so both games are tight. But I like Green Bay and I like Kansas City, both of them to cover.
1: A lot to unpack for me. Uh, first and foremost, I hated that for Drew Brees. But he's, he. you know, I, I said that, what, like six, seven weeks ago. They played the Chiefs. It's like, damn, this, this guy, he looks ancient out there. And I, I hate that because I, I, I really like Drew Brees. I loved watching him play over the years. Um yeah it's tough to go against the goat you know it really really is but i I just kind of think they're up against it here I don't think Tampa Bay will win this thing uh, I will say I have super enjoyed Brady this year at Tampa I mean the guy listen uh, I went and watched him play uh last year they played the Browns and it's like damn he's he doesn't look that old out there like like your breeze is like yeah that's an old ass quarterback uh you know brady just he just looks good still you know and he's not mobile at all but damn he can throw so i think they'll make it interesting i think it'll be closer than
0: than than maybe
1: the experts think but in the end i do i agree with you i think it's been green bay kansas city all year i think that's what we're going to get i think that's the best super bowl um right maybe not the best storylines because the bills against brady would be amazing you got brady you know, at Tampa in his first year in the Bills, it's like, holy shit, the Bills might win. I mean, so that would be wild. But I think as far as the game goes, I think Green Bay, Kansas City would be absolutely fantastic.
0: I mean, honestly, it would be cool to see. I mean, everyone remembers, at least us Chiefs fans definitely remember the AFC Championship between Brady and Mahomes. So, even a different team for Brady, it'd be kind of fun to have that back, right? To do Brady versus Mm -hmm. Mahomes. Um, Obviously, I'm biased. I'm preferring that the Chiefs are in there, not the Bills. But the Bills would be a fun game to watch too. Um, it, it would be wild, right? Like, after this year, and, like, you know, is Cam Brady do it? And obviously, at times, Tampa didn't look great. Brady didn't look great um, at times. Uh, obviously, the debate can he do it without Belichick? Can Belichick do it without him? Well, we, we showed that it <laughs> wasn't so good with Cam and Belichick. But if Brady were able to just go straight from New England to Tampa Bay and get the Super Bowl, That'd be un- unbelievable. I mean, Gronk doesn't even know where he's at. He was talking about after the game that they're going to the AFC Championship. They're like, no, you're going to the NFC Championship. You know, it's like, I mean, but they don't care. They're they're playing in another AFC or NFC Championship game. And it's just kind of amazing. Like you say, Brady just seems to be like, it just, he's the ageless wonder. I, like, he does. He, he has zip on the ball still. He 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 looks the same. He's unbelievable. And, and it's been kind of fun to watch. So, you know, a, a Chiefs, Tampa Bay, either way, as long as the Chiefs are in there, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> exactly i'll be exactly. ready for tampa bay just because i think that's the easier route uh tamp or uh, green bay feels a lot like san francisco did last year where i didn't know if we could win if we could beat san francisco they, they had a good defense and, and mm-hmm. even their offense was a little bit different style of offense than we had last year in, in san francisco I just don't know if we can hang. I, you know, like you say, you can if you dig around with Green Bay, that game will get out of hand quick. I think that's the biggest
1: thing. I think they're a little more dangerous offensively. And but for me, honestly, Jared, the biggest thing is the Chiefs have just really played like shit for a long time this year. You know, I still don't think they're playing like they're capable, and I think that's no, biggest, that's the biggest
0: you know thing. And yet they're in the AFC Championship. That's what's so well, crazy about it. They that, just they yeah. I, you,
1: the big question is, can they turn it on when they need to turn it on? Because if, if the answer and, to that is yes, they're going to win.
0: And and trust me, as a fan, it's so frustrating because there's times in every game, like even on Sunday, we're like, there they are. They're turning it on. You can see it. And then it would just kind of fizzle. Like when that game started off just too quick, you know, it's like, oh, you're not going to stop them. Yep. It's going to be like this all day. And then it's just like, oh, he missed a field goal. Or, oh, he we couldn't, you know, we did we we you know we the one thing is we never turned the ball over and not not the, you know Mahomes. um and we never punted so i mean obviously it's like it's it's you know what i mean like to say that you'd be like well it's full domination like well it should have been but it wasn't you know so that you're right i mean that's but it's also a question of if it's green bay will they all of a sudden be able to you know, they'll score 40 and it won't matter you know it's just like they kind of just play to whoever they're playing so this man rick
1: Flair, he says they're going to shut him down Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde.
0: Look out, Chief. That's that, that's that's cute.
1: Listen, Rick, ask us your normal question. We might answer it tonight. You never know. I'm just kidding. We're not going to.
0: He is the host. I have no controls.
1: So. No, I'm still not going to do that. I don't want to ruin a... Um, how long have we been doing this? Whatever. we have our long career. Uh, all right. So I'm Dave Prippen, and he is Barrios Hector. We're going to sign <laughs> off today, uh, or tonight, I should say um jared i'll kick it to you one more time one more final thought before i sign us off and end this puppy uh
0: you know like i say i am sentiment you uh you said earlier if you are at the pegasus i hate you um if you're betting the pegasus yep. then have fun it's a great it's a great card top to bottom really fun like i said we, we we race six with that uh obviously race four with the stakes and race six with the with the three-year-olds and then it gets into the stakes action after that and it's just gonna be one after another and um, it does ha- it has a feel of a Breeders' Cup card, a sense where one race you could, you could be all over it and you could cash big. One race you could miss it completely. Just keep going. I think the, the, the value will be there. The the, uh, the pools will be there. So, yeah, have fun. I think it's going to be a great uh, uh, day at, the, at Goldstream Park, and those last two races I think will be fun.
1: Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, so I'll just sign off right here. I'll just ask one question. It's a life question. Is the Cox Juice loose? It's the key to everything, guys. Don't forget that. It's the key to life. It's the key to betting. It's the key to the Pegasus card. It's uh, <laughs> the key to life. Exactly. Good luck to everybody playing. Uh, really excited. Come to racingnews.com. I mean, my God, we got rockets. We got bombs. We got guys. Holy shit. We got everything. So everybody have a great weekend. We will be back on Friday covering uh, Oakland Park's opening day on the Rocket Show. And then on Saturday, we will have a live stream, I'm sure, for the well, four or five last races on the card there at
2: uh, Golf Park. So without further ado, Good luck this weekend, everybody. Racing for all of your needs. Racing Com for all of your leads. Racing for all of your bets. Racing dudes.com is good as it gets. Racing for all of your needs. Racing Com for all of your leads. Racing dudes.com for all of your bets. Racing Com is good as it gets. As
1: as it gets. <laughs> Just cut it right there for the podcast. I mean, this guy is such a fucking pro. Unbelievable.